2: The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a
1: numbers game with Gil Alexander on
3: VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, and for the vacationing. Kelly Bidlin, by the way, I texted with Kelly yesterday, and Kelly, uh, who's in Florida, he's like, oh, my God, I cannot believe. He goes, we've talked about this forever because we both grew up on the East Coast. But he's like, I I have to stress it again. Watching sports on the East Coast, such a brutal experience after you live out here in the Pacific time zone. And he was just lamenting that again. I mean, especially when
2: you're used to getting up early out here. It's a whole whole different ballgame. He said,
3: we couldn't do this on the East Coast.
2: No, I— if you wanted to do it well. Yeah. I mean, again, the the people who host morning drive radio this on the is, East Coast deserve well, all listen, the credit in the world. Let's
3: give Mitch and Paul some credit. Yeah, they, let's they give Mitch and credit Paul too. credit. It's four in the morning. Because they're up at God knows what hour doing yeah. what they do, and they know everything that's going on. So shout out to them for doing all it right, that look,
2: hour. Yeah. Early, early morning radio hosts have a very difficult job. They really
3: do. Yes, they do. Um, okay, we got to talk to Matt Brown this hour. Now we got to. We're looking forward to talking to Matt Brown on his NFL picks this week. Uh, Jeff and I are going to re, uh, p- repeat all of our picks that we have in the NFL this weekend. Uh, Jags already in the uh, in the uh, positive column for me already this week. So I got three more coming up. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book before we get to the pro tip of last hour. We get tweets chance Copperpot. pot. Uh, tweeted this at you last season uh, because it deserves at least an honorable mention. Santa Claus Goes Straight to the Ghetto by Snoop Dogg. Yeah, that didn't make the list. Sorry. Uh, didn't make it there. Uh, Gian is checking in with Phil Spector, was Phil Spector as well. A Christmas gift for you. A little old school there. Um, this is, what about the Trans-Siberian Orchestra from DPAC48. Uh, uh, angriest guy in New Jersey. You know Chris Velika personally. Is his head that big in real life? Actual size on the screen. Actual size. Uh, Mike Ross. So we cashed Boncaro twenty-five to one. We cashed Michael Harris Jr. twenty-five to one. Now I'm sitting on Jefferson twenty-five to one. So anytime somebody on uh, a numbers game posts a future bet at twenty-five to one, bet it. We found the magic number. Oh, we've done better than twenty-five to one on this show this year. for Unfo- this is logic three two two seven. Oh, here's the uh, the downside of cashing out. Unfortunately, I took the cash out on my Jefferson offensive. <clears throat> pardon me, offensive player of the year bet. Oh well, never go broke, making a profit. At least that's what I tell myself to try and make myself feel better. Again if that if that you know if that poll of uh, that straw poll of executives is correct, yeah, maybe a little bit of regret on that uh, cash out. Pro tip of the last hour, by the way, has to do with that executive poll. As betters, we can be too close to the sun when betting award markets. Again, these are human beings betting on things and we stare at a betting market and the prices involved in those for so long that we just, sometimes misinterpret those as fact or as close to fact. But in truth, in season straw polls, probably give a better sense of each award market. So we'll give out more. We, we haven't gotten even close to the end of this. We have to do defense player of the year, coach of the year coming up as well. Um, we'll look at these further. Every pro tip searchable on vcin.com. We, lose, we do at least 20 a day, one every hour on the network. Available for vcin pro subscribers only. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Craig from Right Angle Sports joins us to uh, talk some college football bowls. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing all right. How about you, Gil? Doing very well. How's your bowl season so far? Uh, not bad.
4: Can't complain so far.
3: Anything today? You like anything today?
4: Uh, which ones are today? <laughs> Refresh my mouth. <memory.
3: laughs> what's, what's with the college football people today. Uh, you you. first one involves Louisiana and Houston, uh, then Mizzou later
4: on. Um, I, I leaned under in Houston, but that's gotten bet down quite a bit. Yeah. So um, I, I, nothing there. And same thing, I actually leaned under in the in the Missouri game. I think yeah. Dr. Bob actually released both of those. He so. did
3: as well. He did as well. The Wake-Missouri game also went under. So those numbers gone. What do you like moving forward in bowl season here over the next week or so?
4: Uh, one of the ones I like coming up soon, I think it's on the 27th. I don't know if the date's written down in front of me, but Georgia Southern – laying three and a half against uh, buffalo um i made it four but i have a lot of reasons to believe that buffalo uh is probably some of the numbers that i used to make that number uh, make buffalo a little bit overrated um they finished the season really poorly uh lost to ohio by 21 got really outplayed in that game 7.4 to 3.4 yards per play um Lost to Central Michigan with a backup quarterback. Central Michigan's main quarterback got Hart Richardson, and uh, they had a freshman come in. He ran for almost 300 yards against Buffalo. They got outgained in that game by over three yards per play. Uh, they lost to Kent, who had two freshman quarterback playing there, the 111 for 29. They still found a way to lose that game. Um, and then they had to beat Akron to get into a bowl to qualify for a bowl, and they were barely able to do that with Akron's backup quarterback in the game. So they have a couple a couple other games early in the season. Uh, got outplayed by Coastal Carolina nine point five to to three yards for play in that game. Um, so I, I just think Buffalo, in general, is pretty overrated. Finished the season pretty poorly. Uh, Georgia Southern's got a got a fast paced, uh, pretty powerful offense. So um, they're going to give up some points, no doubt. Uh, Georgia Southern's not. Not a real good defense, but I, I think just for the reasons I, I spoke about uh, with Buffalo being overrated, I, I do like Georgia Southern there. All
3: right, Georgia Southern laying in the three in the hook on Tuesday. That's a uh, that's an early start, twelve noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific. What other bowl games, sir?
4: Um, we did a we did a bowl podcast um, to cover the second half of the bowls. Eddie Walls and I, along with Adam Chernov, so, so that's up. Um, but uh, we, we, we actually had more plays than I thought we would. I got a little more time to spend on bowls on the second round than I did on the first round, so I came up with some more opinions. But um, NC State under, um, Maryland NC State under seems like a pretty good one. Uh, I don't really – I made it like 45 and a half, but with some of the opt-outs, um, it, it just – the opt-outs are going to affect the offenses more than the defenses, it looks like, and I already had it a little bit lower than the market. So, um, market, market, I think is mostly 47 and a half right now. So I think that should be, I think that should probably be closer to, geez, I, I, I think it should be less than 45. Uh, it's somewhat dependent on somewhat dependent on who NC State play, plays at a quarterback. So, uh, keep an eye on that. And I don't know if, if Maryland's quarterback's going to play, but they have, they have three wide receivers that are out too. So again, affects the offense more than the defense in that game. Um, I guess beyond that I, I everybody wants to talk about the the main couple of games, so I would please. I do well, go ahead. no so go ahead go talk about them, please. Uh, no, it's, I don't have much on I, I did I did uh my numbers like Michigan a little bit and my numbers leaned under in Michigan a little bit. uh the other game though I think, I just don't think Ohio State should be getting close to a touchdown against Georgia. I think it. I think it's the real national title game. I'll be looking to bet whoever wins the, the Georgia Ohio State game. I'll be looking to bet them over TCU or Michigan. Um, I, you know, I, I, numbers wise, I made it four, four and a half. I. There's some seven juiced out there. Seven lay 115, 120. Um, I, I, I will be looking to bet that. Hopefully it goes up. I, I just don't expect it to go up to seven, though. Um, but, yeah, just a numbers play, and I, I just don't think I, – I don't think George has a touchdown better than Ohio State. Okay, you faked
3: me out. I thought you were going the other way there. So you like Ohio State plus the
4: points in that game. Yeah, yeah plus, okay. plus seven if you can get it, even if you have to lay a little extra juice. Okay,
3: all right. Um, and you're looking forward to betting Georgia, if that's the case, in the national championship. That's what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, that's, okay.
4: uh, yeah. whoever wins this game, yeah. I'm going to be looking to bet them. I, I think, I mean, if the, either of these teams play TCU, they're going to be laying double digits, uh, I think. Uh, Ohio State might not be, I guess. But I, I guess if Michigan's laying Michigan's laying what they're laying, and Ohio State closed at nine against Michigan, I guess I guess Ohio State's going to be laying double digits too. So right. it's going to be a number if they play TCU, but... I I think TCU TCU and Michigan are both overrated. But
3: no play on that game. No play on the TCU-Michigan game itself. Okay. All right. So Georgia Southern minus the points. NC State, Maryland under. And uh, Ohio State plus the points in one of the national semis. Michael, we appreciate it as always, man.
4: All right. Thanks. Go have a great holiday. You
3: too. Merry Christmas at MJC257 at RAS Picks. Michael Craig. Jeff, continuing that straw poll of 26 executives, 15 GMs in the NFL conducted by Tom Pelissero over the NFL network, defensive player of the year. This has always been, remember all year long, Micah Parsons has been the favorite. Uh, He was a prohibitive favorite, looked like he was just going to coast in. And then the Nick Bosa performances of late have made it sort of a coin flip type situation in the market. Not according to these executives. Out of 26 votes, Nick Bosa gets 17 and a half of them. Micah Parsons with just eight. Quinn and Williams checks in with a half a vote. This is the one that surprised you the most.
2: Yeah, This is the one that has surprised me the most because of the way the market basically was telling you for months that Micah Parsons almost didn't have to play another game in order to win this award. Yeah. And look, I, I and we'll get to something a little bit later in this. I think the way San Francisco is viewed by executives, they are, and look, they're higher in power rankings as well. But the respect that executives give that organization, I think should be telling on
3: how good that team truly is. Yes, Kel. that's a portent of, of something to come as well. That's right. So if you look, I mean, if you look at that market right now, like I'm i am looking to see, okay, what's a uh, defensive player of the year? I mean, Bosa is kind of priced high now. Right? Like Will Hill has him at minus 230, for instance. 17 and a half votes to eight. Should we do one more here before we get to the break? Should we throw in one more or is it co- or is coach of the year? No, let's do the offensive rookie of the years. If we could, uh, let's throw in one more real quick. This is uh for offensive rookie of the year. This one is much more, and this is pretty predictable. This is before last night's performance. Now this was before yesterday's performance. Well, Garrett Wilson really didn't do anything. Thank you, Zach Wilson. But this one broke down, nine votes for Wilson, six for Olave, who's not playing this week either. Damian Pierce with five, Kenneth Walker with three, Christian Watson, and Ikemu Kwanu, who's the offensive lineman for the uh, Panthers, with one apiece. So Christian Watson, not even close. A lot of people talking about this uh, spree of Christian Watson touchdowns. He's not anywhere on the radar of the executives. It's really a Wilson-Olave-Pierce kind of race, and even that isn't really that strong of an opinion. So, if you're betting Christian Watson, at least based on this straw poll, it might not go that way. We'll get to Defensive Player of the Year, we'll get to Coach of the Year, we'll get to our NFL Picks Week 16, and Matt Brown will join us as well. It is a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: Live Nation presents Concert Week Until now through May 14th, visit livenation.com concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, some 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Owen oh, and two door cinema club
1: at bed, three, six, five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. A numbers game on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: College Bowl season is here. VCN has you covered. We have picks, spreads, and totals for every single bowl game. Head to Visaon.com and check out all our bowl betting coverage. While you're there, now's a great time to become a VSN Pro subscriber for only $79. You get access to everything we do. From now through the big dance, visit Visa.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, and for the vacationing Kelly Bidlin, Merry Christmas to you and yours if that's what you uh Happened to be celebrating, and as I said, as a child, uh, Jeff, uh, I remember the day where my mom, uh, I think I've told this story before, my mom told me that we did not celebrate Christmas. And I uh, was not happy with this turn of events, or at least what I felt was a turn of events in our tribesmen household. And I also felt like my mom was a little too nonchalant about it. She was like, we don't celebrate Christmas. If I could have taken a trapdoor out of that family, I would, have, I would have totally taken it at that point. Brutal experience. It's like the Parley family. Parlay Now, the Jeff Parlay family, uh, the father is, is is a tribesman. The mother is not. But the mother is more, it feels like she is more than the father. Is that a correct assessment of the Parley family? Uh, from the outside, yes. Okay, I was just yes, curious. Yes. Here are my top five Christmas jams of all time because I love Christmas. Honorable mention once again in case you missed it uh, earlier. Uh, waitresses Christmas wrapping. Shout out Joe Peta. And uh, Chris go on that. Ray Parker Jr., Christmas time is here. Yes, the guy who did Ghostbusters has a beautiful Christmas song as well. Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you. And David Bowie and Bing Crosby, uh, treat yourself to the mashup between Peace on Earth and Little Drummer Boy. But these are my top five. Number five, Temptation, Silent Night. Their version, six minutes, beautiful. New edition, it's Christmas all over the world. Checks it at number four. Wham's Last Christmas at number three. A wonderful Christmas time from Paul McCartney, at number two. And Donny Hathaway's this Christmas, number one Christmas jam of all time. Everybody checking in on Twitter this morning with those. We do get tweets, by the way, on, on that and other subjects. Chris Valica chiming in on the big head comment. He says it is seven five and, an uh, and five-eighths fitted cap for Chris Velika. Seven and five-eighths, Jeff. Which uh, we describe here on the show as not quite Bruce Bochy territory. Not quite Bruce Bochy territory. Bruce Bochy with the uh, largest cranium in the history of baseball. Three World Series titles that should be mentioned. Uh, Norman Vegas. This is not a traditional Christmas song, but I always love watching the old Saturday Night Live song, It's Christmas Time for the Jews. Yes, it is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. Matthew Mayberry. I love staying up and watching stuff on the East Coast. I think it's crazy that you guys have football games starting at 9 or 10 in the morning. Oh, Matthew, it's glorious. It's a glorious experience to have football on at 9 or 10 in the morning. Uh, Mike Goosh. I can't repeat yours, but thank you for that. Uh, JC, someone needs to, uh, I don't know what that means either. Alan Mitchell, happy holidays to you and the staff. And when do you see touching on tennis's Australian open tournament? Oh, I can't wait for tennis. Come on back. Uh, Mike Rouse, uh, throwing this out there. Another, another moment for the Patrick Mahomes MVP ticket for those who have it. The NFL consecutive completion record and shout out to Zach Eisen on this as well. Something to keep in mind for the chiefs game on Saturday. NFL consecutive completion record is 25, done multiple times. Patrick Mahomes closed last week's game on a 20-straight completion streak. If he starts 6-for-6 six six or better on Saturday, he'll be the lone record holder in that, too. Does that count that it was over two games, though? Oh, yeah. It, it does. It does? Well, I mean, I'm sure they separate. They, they they can parse it out, but absolutely it counts. Okay. Yeah,
2: I didn't, I didn't know that counted.
3: Okay. Mm, let's see here. Do, do, do. Resist. Resist. All the college guys started with the eggnog early third quarter last night with that Air Force boat ride. Yes, they, yes they do. Matthew Mayberry does that. I'm sure I'd get used to the West Coast football though as well. On and on. We appreciate all the tweets. Uh, back to the, uh, back to the straw poll again. 26 executives, 15 GMs. Again, the point of this, to do, because there is some precedent for this. Tim Bontemps did this in the NBA, and it really would manifest. Uh, most notably with Nikola Jokic winning his uh, back-to-back MVP titles in the NBA when the betting market really didn't have it particularly, uh, you know, that much of a favorite, that him as that much of a favorite at that time. So, so far, again, the, the big takeaways that we've come to, or at least the takeaways that I think are, uh, are noteworthy on this, Jeff, is that Jalen Hurts might not nearly be as close as we think in either MVP or Offensive Player of the Year. That Justin Jefferson may be way ahead of Tyreek Hill in Offensive Player of the Year. That Nick Bosa may be way ahead of Micah Parsons for Defensive Player of the Year. Offensive Rookie of the Year, as we just talked about, was probably the most up for grabs still. Especially with Garrett Wilson doing nothing last night. Defensive Rookie of the Year, okay, does this surprise you? This, is, this one is reflected in the betting market. There are some people who, who are like, well, Tariq Woolen should be right up there with sauce. Not according to the betting market, not according to the execs. 18 votes for sauce, only five for Tariq Woolen, Aiden Hutchinson, and the Texans' Jalen Petre won as well. Are you surprised I, I, by that? You're a Jets guy, so you're I, not surprised.
2: I, I, let, let, let's put it this way. If you're paying attention and you don't have a bet on Woolen, there is absolutely no argument for Tariq, Tariq Woolen being close here. This is right. The, yeah. offensive, the offensive rookie of the year one is, is fascinating, too. Uh, you touched on it a, l- a little bit ago.
3: Yeah, that Christian Watson only has one vote. No he, one cares about
2: yeah, it. Yeah, the, the Christian Watson part is interesting. It's good to see that the execs were, are, were paying attention to how good of a season Damian Pierce was having, despite the fact that he was on a dreadful team. He probably can't win because he's not playing again this year because of yeah. injury. Uh, but I was in, very surprised to see Olave as high as he is.
3: Chris Valika's point is the point I wanted to make though which is which is the key bit to this because you were saying earlier like oh well, you know what about the executives well the voters talk to the executives it's a really they, good point they're human beings who are influenced right they they are they can't not let that stuff seep into their brains when making this vote now perhaps the single most interesting category of them all which is coach of the year now again if you're waiting for comeback player of the year i said this at the top sadly these execs did not vote on that particular category, which to me is really a reflection of even they think that, that that category is completely nebulous and have no idea what they're possibly talking about and probably didn't want to get involved. I don't want to vote on whether some guy's a more redemptive story than the other. But coach of the year? So the 13-1 and 1 Eagles, Nick Sirianni, is at the top. He does have seven and a half votes. But look at who number two is. Kyle Shanahan with six knocking at the dough. So now this is what I'm saying about the Eagles. As long as they're, as long as they're 13 and one, or, you know, if they end up 15 and two or 16 and one, it's probably Sirianni. But if they lose two out of their next three, the auto vote goes away to me. And at that point, I think, listen, this is why I stumped for Mike Vrabel last year, right? I was like, Dude, they're the number one seed in the AFC without their two best offensive players in Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown missing a lot of time. Remember, Derrick Henry missed half the season, and they're the number one seed? I don't care what you think about the Titans. That's your coach of the year. Well, Kyle Shanahan is on his third quarterback. They've already won the NFC West. So, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Shanahan, right, a close second right now with six votes. By the way... Kevin O'Connell, who a lot of people have thrown out, three and a half votes. Daybulls at two and a half. Campbell's at one and a half. And then a parade of people, including Ron Rivera, at one. And so, again, the biggest two takeaways here, Shanahan is that close to the top. And the other one, what I said the other day, a world in which Dan Campbell's plus 175, I'll say it again, Brian Daybowl's 30 to one and Ron Rivera's not even on the screen, is not any reality at all. They're all the same, and 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 as I said about Rivera, you can make a case Rivera's more of a coach than those guys because he has the front office shenanigans swirling. He's kept that team together in the playoff picture currently. Yes, I want
2: to ask you this question: of the parade of people that are at one yes. right now, yes, okay. Which Zach Taylor, he's not winning the award. No, Vrabel, if they win out, maybe has a shot, but unlikely. Uh, McDaniel, Rivera, Peterson. If Jacksonville wins their last two games and wins the AFC South, Doug Peterson probably has a shot to win this award.
3: Except for the fact that are people going to say, wow, it's Doug Peterson, or are they going to simply go to what I said earlier, which is Urban Meyer was just such an abject disaster that it's, that this isn't really about Peterson as much as it is about Meyer.
2: I don't, I don't know. I don't know if people are going to think about that in the long-term, Gil.
3: Not in the long-term. Are you talking about this year, yeah, Coach I, of the Year? Yeah, I don't
2: think that... I think that will be at the... the. It's part of the reason he probably won't win, but I think more voters will ignore that fact. First off, also, too, I want to... One thing with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. For a guy who is clearly a top-five NFL head coach, the guy gets way too much flack. He does. For, again, a 20, the 28-3 debacle was a debacle. No argument there. And then... They blew. They, they blew double digit lead to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Okay, fine. A lot of teams would have blown a double digit lead to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl.
3: Well, we go further back on Kyle Shanahan, right? Yeah. He was the guy who was their offensive coordinator. I know they were. They lost the twenty eight to three game against the Patriots in the in the Super Bowl. But he was with the Falcons when Matt Ryan had his greatest season, and most notably for some of us, he was Washington's offensive coordinator in twenty twelve when RG three took the world by storm pre injury. And what did Kyle Shanahan do? A la Joe Gibbs, he tailored his X's and O's to the talent he had on the field. He's brilliant. He is
2: the second best team in the NFC with Brock Purdy playing quarterback right now.
3: I think that's all you need to know. Anyway, fascinating. NFL exec votes on awards, coach of the year. Um, Again, is this the gospel? No, it's not the gospel. But might it be more indicative of what the betting markets are currently giving us? I think it might be. In many cases, if not all, it might be. We'll come back. Matt Brown will give us all of his NFL plays of the week. He's got a bevy of those. I believe I can call them bevy. And then Jeff and I will uh, repeat what ours are finally into the weekend as well. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We're all of us at a Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: Numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: VSIN is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for only $79. Get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by Vicent show hosts and guests. Betting splits and betting reports is a limited time offer, though. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We get tweets at Beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. John Fitzgibbons. The holiday songs this morning have been fantastic. Here's to another great year, Merry Christmas, Gil. Jeff Kelly. Wherever you are in Florida, all the ANG crew and all the ANG family, we appreciate it, John. Thank you so much, John B. For Christmas music, uh, be sure to check out uh, ch- check out Straight No Chaser. They have a couple great, fun arrangements. Twelve Days of Christmas, also original uh, Christmas candy said. So, Titans Insider, can you do a segment while wearing the Vison football helmet? <laughs> It's a very strange request. Can I do a segment while wearing the VEASAN football helmet? Titans Insider, I'll look into it. Mr. B, happy Festivus. Yes, happy Festivus to the rest of us today. Where you air your grievances. The original segment here with Todd Wishnev on Numbers Game. Uh,
2: Isaiah versus Kevin, the feats of strength
3: coming later. Oh, JC, this is, you said your last guest, the fire alarm was beeping the whole time. Merry Christmas. I didn't know that. Michael Craig had a fire alarm going behind him. Oh, no. Jeff's like, no. All right. Uh, We appreciate all the feedback. By the way, about the Kyle Shanahan vote here before we get to Matt Brown, seven and a half for Nick Sirianni among the executives, and Kyle Shanahan right behind him at six. Here in Nevada, Jeff, there is not a single book that I can find that has coach of the year up. However, for those of you lucky enough not to be residing currently at this moment in the state of Nevada, DraftKings has Kyle Shanahan at 10-1, to To win coach of the year, if you see some uh, some truth in that executive award voting. And FanDuel has him at 8-1. So DraftKings at 10-1, to one, looking at the best number right now. Oh, Nevada. Yeah, Nevada. Matt Brown joins us, ladies and gentlemen. He's the co-host of the final countdown, rather, with Story Tony, each and every uh, Monday through Friday here, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on VEASAN. Matt joins us now. How you doing, Mateo?
5: Big fan of uh, Kyle Shanahan. I have a have a twenty two to one on him for coach of the year. So big, big fan of old Kyle Shanahan.
3: You familiar with this vote we're talking about this morning? That happened yesterday.
5: Yeah, I saw I saw the little report on it, and you know, I mean, I I think that us thinking that it's Sirianni's no matter what is a little a little crazy. That being said. I do wonder, because we're humans, right, if the whole Jalen Hurts thing actually does seal it up for Sirianni, where it was kind of like, maybe they could justify not giving it to Sirianni, not giving two awards to to Eagles. You know, you say, okay, MVP goes to Hurts, and then how are we going to give Coach of the Year the Eagles as well? And then now that Hurts probably isn't going to get MVP with this injury. I wonder if that kind of does seal the deal for Sirianni. That's my only, that's, that's kind of my only concern.
3: My thing yeah. is still, if they win two out of their last three, like I think 15 to two and above, just in, again, this is, you know, can I explain to you why the human brain says this? I can't, but I think 15 and two, 16 and one, 17 and zero, oh, which they can't be. But any of those, it's sort of auto coach of the year.
5: They Doesn't lose, matter the roster, right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two out—if
3: they lose two out of the last, three and they go fourteen and three, then all of a sudden you're among the mortals, right? And I think then it's sort of anybody's game. But it should be fascinating with all these. You have a bevy of NFL picks. Where would you like to start, sir?
5: Yeah, I mean, got home a teaser leg last night with. The Jags uh, also had them. Also had them plus one. I had the worst of the number. I had the plus one and a half uh, on them from earlier in the week. I, I I was baffled, man. I could not understand why they were underdogs in that game. So, um, I'm I'm glad that that kind of came through. Paired them up with the Bills and with the Niners. Uh, with the Bills, we look at this, man. I I know it's going to be a weather game. I know it's going to be nasty, and that does create a little bit of variance here. But uh, basically. I have the bears power ranked down at like 20, 28, you know, right now in the NFL. And I have the bills up at number two. And so with that, for me, it's pretty easy for me to, to, to make this, you know, down to under a field goal. I know 12 degrees, I know 25 mile an hour winds, all the stuff like that. But this defense is a a pretty, pretty good step up for what the bears have gotten lately. Just uh, Justin Fields has been sacked on 14.4% of his dropbacks. And Gil, you'll remember this because we are longtime football fans. That is the highest sack rate on a quarterback since David Carr in 2002. Oh,
3: man. Whenever you're compared to that season. Yes. Yes.
5: Where it was like, it was like hike sack, (laughs) hike sack. So when you're getting compared to that, yeah, that's where we rank right now. And this defense to Josh Allen should, should be okay. Not that they're going to throw a ton given these conditions, but the bears last in sacks, last in pressure rate, last in quarterback hits. And so uh, if I have to only win this thing by, by under a field goal, I feel pretty comfortable with that leg. And I'm sure, you know, uh, from a 49er standpoint, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, I don't know if I want to lay the full seven With them in this game, again, there is still the Brock Purdy factor, even though he's been fine, you know, so far. He's kind of
3: due for a clunker, isn't he? Yes,
5: yes, yes. I mean, it's one of those, you know, I keep saying this to people, and they're like, "Well, well, what if he's different? It's the truth. But, you know, look. Cooper rush was a thing until he wasn't right. I mean, like it was, it, we were, we were talking about all these guys. I mean, Bailey Zappy was, was a thing until he wasn't. And so like you get these guys come in, there's no tape on them. The offensive strategy has to change. The defensive guys don't really know exactly how to prepare. And then you get three or four games in and they at least have a little bit of tape, a little bit of tendencies from a play calling standpoint and all that stuff. And so, you know, yes, I am. I am assuming at some point we are going to get the clunker. I just don't know if it'll be this week or not, I'm only asking them to win by a point here. So uh, I had the 49ers in a, in a teaser leg as well with the Jags.
3: I too had the Jaguars. We talked about this on the Megapod yesterday. We always do teasers on the Megapod. Mine was the Jaguars, but I paired the Jags with the saints, which was just a math thing because it's the, in, mm-hmm. the most of the inclement weather, the, the worst weather game is supposed to be in Cleveland. It's the lowest total 32 and a half. And so if I lose catching eight and a half or whatever it was yesterday, I believe it was eight and right. a half in a 32 and a half ga- lined game, then so be it. Tip of the cap. Yeah, yeah.
5: exactly. I mean, like th- this game just has like six, nothing written all over it. Doesn't it? Or like six, three or something, you know, I mean, yeah. just it's the, the way that these offenses have been, have been going. So yeah, I, I, I like that one as well. Again, like you said, historically, that is a winner, you know, more times than not. So yeah. I, I don't blame you one bit.
3: Okay. So you have a few uh, straight bets and I see we're back on the Bengals.
5: Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand this line, and maybe you can explain this to me. I mean, I, we, I I took the three and a half last week against the against the Bucks, and then I took it live. I took plus six and a half with the Bengals live, and took a little snort on the money line as well. And and I look and I do the one through thirty two. You and I always did the the one to ten. You know, power ratings. Me, you, and Kelly did, and mm-hmm. every week. But I I go ahead and finish it out. Do the one to thirty two. I have the Patriots and the Bucks right next to each other in my power ratings. And so if I was more than happy to take the three and a half against the bucks, I'm more than happy to get a half a point discount and take the three here against the Patriots. Now, n- not only that a week later, we're getting T Higgins off the injury report. It's another week for Tyler Boyd in that dislocated finger to start to feel a little bit better. And Oh, by the way, Trey Hendrickson didn't play last week. Right. And Trey Hendrickson is going to be back this week as well. For the Bengals, I don't get the number. I don't understand. I mean, I guess it's everybody say, well, it's Bill Belichick versus Zach Taylor. And I guess that's fair. But Bill Belichick has the vastly, vastly, vastly inferior team in this matchup. Nearly at every single level and every single position. And so, I mean, again, half point discount for me this week on two teams talking about the Patriots and the Bucks that I have power rated right next to each other. Yeah. Uh, I'll take that all day long, man.
3: And to answer your question, I can't answer your question. The Bengals are already a bet for me in pocket. It's minus three for me as well. Mm-hmm. And you made the best point there, which is if anything, you could have made a case for fading the Bengals last week with the Bucks because of those absences mm-hmm. this week. I don't know what the justification is, right? Like I don't. And Again, could should you lose any NBA, any NFL bet? Sure, you could. But the conviction on this is such that I'm, I'm the same way. Plus, we have the Patriots, you know, again, for whatever, however you can quantify it, bouncing back from the way they lost to the Raiders thing, too, right? Like, how do you bounce back from that so quickly? So I'm with you on the Bengals for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and then I
5: I, uh, I took the Eagles as well when this thing got to six. Um, you know, I missed the six and a half. It didn't last very long anyway. And when it got to six, I mean, listen, Gardner Minshew, you can say what you want to about Gardner Minshew, but outside of Jimmy G backing up Trey Lance, I think this is probably the best backup situation that there is in the league. I mean, Gardner Minshew has 30 career appearances. He has 22 career starts. He has a 63.2% completion percentage, 6,000 passing yards, 41 touchdowns to 12 interceptions, and he's getting Dallas Goddard back this week as well with no Leighton Vander Esch play- in the middle, for the Cowboys in this thing. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I thought this was a pretty big overreaction here to get all the way to six and six being a key ish number. Now I can't read the market for anything guild these days, because I thought when it got officially ruled out that hurts, wasn't going to play, that this thing might get back closer to six. That's not the case. Obviously now down to four, four and a half, but, I think anything on the other side of uh, other side of 4 I would probably still play the Eagles. I don't think it is it is a downgrade. I do not think it is a massive downgrade.
3: All right, your last one. We got 30 seconds. Chargers, the last three opponents combined 12-28 and 1. What could possibly go wrong?
5: Yeah. I mean, it, the only thing that could go wrong here is the, yes, the complete dud here, but man, How is this Colts team even taking the field, right? I mean, like, after blowing that lead last week, and now they're going to go to Foles, who, by the way, admitted, self-admittedly, has been running with the scout team and hasn't run with the ones all year long. He hardly even knows the playbook. And this is what we're doing as a Hail Mary to try to keep our jobs here. Uh, This is strictly a play off of a a fate of the Colts.
3: Matt, always appreciate it, man. We'll uh, all tune in today, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, for the final countdown.
5: hey, I would wish you a Merry Christmas, but then I wouldn't have been paying attention for the last few years, you know? So, I mean, everyone wishing you Merry Christmas. What are they doing?
3: Has has that subject come up before? I'm curious. (laughs) Matt Brown, everybody, right here on A Numbers Game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Jeff and I with our bets next.
0: Live Nation presents Concert Week.
1: The numbers game on v the sports betting network.
3: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20. MGM Resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and Nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay, whose real name, ladies and gentlemen, apparently is Jeff Parle's. Uh, He's in for Kelly Bidlin this morning and has been uh, for the last few days this week. He'll uh, rejoin us on Tuesday as well. Jeff, uh, what do you say? We get in the old rocket ship and go to Arizona after the show and bet some Shanahan Coach of the Year futures at FanDuel. What do we do?
2: There Um, may be other ways to uh, take care of that. That's all I'll say.
4: Oh,
3: Jeff Parlay, everybody. What is that? Uh, We get tweets at beating the book. I always appreciate the the feedback on this. Uh, This is from... Oh, guy in the cornfields. Guy in cornfields makes, a, makes an interesting point about the exec poll. He says, I know data came out yesterday, but I'd be curious the timeline on when this data was actually received for execs. We know how much these markets can swing in just one week. A valid point. Uh, one would assume that it is very recent, but you know what they say about assuming. I would I would imagine, though, that it is much more recent. It is not over a period of time. But listen, the point about changing from week to week is absolutely true. Angriest guy in New Jersey, you are a good sport, Gil. Having some fun, I hope you know. Uh, He's talking about Felica's head. He goes, best wishes to you and the family on Christmas and New Year, and good luck with... (laughs) I don't know what that means. Uh, Okay, this is from Buddhist man. Scrooge McAlexander, making sure to deliver all the decent Christmas presents while Kelly is thousands of miles away. Merry Christmas, Bill, Kelly, and Jeff, and the entire Numbers Game family. Dr. Bob with a... uh, how can we describe Dr. Bob's segment earlier today, Jeff? Janky? Would that be a good word to describe it? No? I, I, that, there are plenty
2: of words for that. That is mm-hmm. one of them that would describe it.
3: Mark L, uh, Mark NLBC, Gillum, driving uh, from SoCal to Vegas early a.m. Day after Christmas, should be at the South Point before your show is over. I assume you and Chrissy are doing your show. Would love to meet you after your show is over. Sure, come on by. Would love to. Chris Hartman, Gil, comparing East Coast to uh, Pacific Time Zone sports watching is like comparing apples and tractors. 10 a.m. to 4:30 p.m. on a football Sunday is the most incredible experience; it cannot be challenged. Waiting till 1 p.m. to watch football is painful. Trust me, I know it. Grew up at the 1 p.m. Uh, East Coast uh, football watching start. I don't know. I didn't know what to do with my hands till 1 p.m. If you know what I mean. John Balducci, Happy Holidays from Rochester, New York. May your holidays be bomb cyclone free. Yes. To all around the country, we, uh, we went through all of the inclement weather conditions throughout the nation as it pertained to football stadiums yesterday on the show. But to anybody who's in that kind of weather, please do be safe. Uh, first, among everything, during this holiday season. Jeff Staples, it starts and stops with Hard Candy Christmas by Dolly Parton. Don't expect for a Dolly Parton Christmas uh, recommendation today. And uh, Kay Mint, I just took Shanahan for Coach of the Year at Bet365 at 13-1. to So I even found a better number. And then Joe Peta chiming in by text that I uh, succumbed to his peer pressure to put the uh, waitresses in the honorable mention category. All right, Jeff, week 16, sadly for you, began yesterday because your jets fell hard Ending their season for all intents and purposes against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, at least you know there won't be any more Zach Wilson. That was a win for me. By the way, here are the picks that I uh, put out on the show earlier this week. I'm on. I was on the Jags, so I had the Jags every which way. Yesterday, yesterday was a great day between the Jags and Air Force and the under in the Jags game. But I had the Jags on the money line. I didn't get the. I actually got a more favorable Jaguars price later in the week at like plus one forty eight. But when I put these out, it was a minus one hundred one. So that cash is for me. I too like Matt Brown. Am on the Bengals. At minus three, at the time, I actually bought it to minus three. Now it's a much more favorable minus three in terms of the juice. I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. Like, And here's the thing. I, this has been a strange year, and Chrissy and I have sort of highlighted this during Guessing Lines with Kelly, which is the Buccaneers have been chronically overvalued, and I'm starting to get the feeling that the not only the Patriots are chronically overvalued, but I'm starting to get the feeling that the Bengals are chronically undervalued. I absolutely, all over the Bengals, uh, minus three points. I am oppo Dr. Bob on the Dolphins game, Jeff. I took the Dolphins minus the four points. Um, I actually think the Dolphins, you know, I'm not on this anti-Tua bandwagon that some seem to be on. Like, anytime he does anything wrong, see, there, Tua, he's terrible. I actually think the Dolphins uh, will have a bit of a mismatch this weekend. They performed as I thought they would in Buffalo. They should have won that football game, let alone covered. I don't think the Packers are any good. So I happily laid the uh, four points. By the way, here are the list of teams. I mentioned this on the Megapod. Here are the list of teams the Packers have beaten this year. Bears, Bucks, Patriots, Cowboys when they were down 14, remember. They should have lost that. Bears, Rams. So not exactly a murderer's row. Here's who they've lost to. Minnesota, the Giants, the Jets, Washington, Buffalo, Detroit, Tennessee, and Philadelphia. So basically, they're a bully. Well, they're about to get popped in the face, I think. So Miami minus four. And then finally, and this is maybe my favorite pick of the of the week, Commanders plus the seven and a half. I got the hook earlier this week. And again, no team is as good as they are one week to the next. No team is as bad as they looked the previous week. Remember, the Dolphins couldn't have looked worse. Remember how Tua was just awful the week before? Then they, shoot, then they go into Buffalo. Oh, I know the travel, the quick turnaround into the snow. Should have beaten the Bills. Because I think we overrate things. The commodes couldn't have looked worse on defense against the Giants. They really couldn't have. And Sunday night in a the game, they absolutely had to have in terms of playoff probability percentage. Now they go to the 49ers. Now I get it. It's below seven. It's six and a half. Obviously, if you can get the seven still, I'd play it here. Six and a half is a little bit of a different story, obviously. But I do think that Brock Purdy is due for a clunker. I think that that Washington defense looked way bad, but they're really not that bad at all, and they're getting Chase Young back here in this game. The Niners still don't have Debo. The Commanders are a poor man's version of the Niners. I think they keep it within the numbers, so I grabbed the seven and a half. If you can still get the seven, I would grab that too. Jeff, what did you bet?
2: Seattle Seahawks plus the 10 against Kansas City. Um, Just too many points for an offense that, uh, look, they haven't looked the same. Lockett's more than likely not. Lockett's not going to play this week with that finger injury he suffered on Thursday night. But Kansas City just doesn't blow people out. And that defense really is struggling these last few weeks. Again, 28 to Denver is like giving up 75 to a real offense in this league. So I, I took the 10 with the Seahawks. And also, to it, Gino Smith has kind of come back to earth a little bit. I think he's going to play well in this one, and I'm not really concerned about it being cold. I know Mahomes is awesome in cold weather. He is, but
3: eight and one lifetime, and the only loss an overtime loss.
2: No, and remember, if uh, Chris Jones stayed onside, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been a loss. That,
3: that was, uh, and I'm talking about record in freezing temperatures. Yeah, that AFC clear,
2: Championship yeah. game. That was mm-hmm. the only loss that Mahomes has had in freezing temperatures. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't. Say it on the Megapod yesterday because uh, I'm trying to catch up to you, Gil, in the uh, in the Megapod standings. But I am on Cincinnati as well. You are,
3: we, we, yeah. I just a little gamesmanship, little game theory you're performing. You no, know,
2: I, I look. I I also I also was in the same boat as Matt Brown. I took a six with Philly, but I still think that's good at four and a half, But what you and Matt were talking about in the last segment, New England's New England stinks. And I know there's injuries on the Bengals side, but Henderson, it looks like he's gonna play with that broken wrist. They're getting healthier at wide receiver. I know they've covered all these games, but maybe they covered all these games because Cincinnati is really good and the market still doesn't respect them correctly.
3: It's a little odd.
2: It's it's bizarre, especially when you have a quarterback who at this point, other than Patrick Mahomes, who is certainly
3: better than Joe Burrow at this the point. The market has been really stubborn this year. And I don't think I'm being prisoner of the moment with that. The Buccaneers are the greatest example of it. The Buccaneers are 6-8. and and six and eight. Two of those wins were miracles. They shouldn't have beaten New Orleans. Like, they just stink. And yet, and we had the analytics community loving them for a, way longer than they should have, too. Finally, they've sort of backed off on that. By the way, they're still hosting a home playoff game. Should be noted, as it, as it looks now, anyway. Anyway, you had one more, Jeff? I'm sorry? No more?
2: Yeah, the, uh, the, the Eagles, but. The again, Eagles. I, I think that's still good at four and a half, but I, I took six.
3: The Eagles, it should be pointed out on the Megapod yesterday. You, Matt Humans, who was kind enough to join us on the uh, Beating the Book Megapod yesterday, you, Matt Humans, and Todd Wishnev, all three of you on the Eagles at plus six, which uh, I believe my response really was. scary, stuff. Yeah, side. my response was, what could possibly go wrong when three people have the same pick? Uh, and what Jeff was referring to for the Beating the Book Megapod, I am at 27 and 18 on our best bets on the season. Uh, at sixty percent, Todd is at twenty six, eighteen, and one, I believe, and Jeffrey, you are at twenty four and twenty one, after an zero and three last week, which was uh, unfortunate. So three weeks left in that sweepstakes. I said I was going to just pick the same p- games that uh, Todd picked, just so I can uh, come home with a victory, but uh, we played it straight. So we'll do that. Pro tip of the hour. For our final hour here of the week, be prepared to look at in-game totals in the inclement weather games. We didn't spell inclement correctly, but you know, you know what we mean. Seeing how accurate the weather reports actually were can lead to opportunities or opportunities. Either way, you get the idea. It's your VCN Pro tip of the hour, all the at VSN.com. At least 20 a day, one per hour on every show. We promise you that for VCN subscribers. Subscribers only, that is. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas! For those of you in a polar vote, a vortex, or a bomb cyclone, be careful, be safe. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from Visa these sports betting.
0: Live Nation presents Concert Week now through May 14th. Get twenty-five dollar tickets to over five thousand shows. That's up to seventy-five percent off. A summer full of your favorite artists like Twenty One Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bizzle Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
1: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.